しいですね。First Track by Track, I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about one of your tears from the truth. Recorded autumn 1996 at Paisley Park and released on the 29th of January 1998. On the track, it is Prince, Rhonda Smith, and Kirk Johnson, who is credited with programming something. I'm not quite sure what he was programming. I can mostly only hear guitar and bass on this. Uh, the track is 3 minutes 26, and joining me to talk about today is Erica Thompson. Hello, thanks for having me. You know, in terms of genre, I've, I've been struggling a lot with the truth simply because everything is acoustic so so um but i don't know this to me i don't i don't want to say like a revenge song but i don't know it's it's kind of odd because obviously you know um prince was asked a number of years later about you know like who was the subject of of the song dion and he said that obviously the opening of one of your tears where he talks about you know i hope you got that cassette that was like the subject of dion as well so I don't know, I guess this kind of works as like a, you know, a companion piece to Dion, um, you know, which, as I said, when I recorded that episode, by the time I finished that podcast, I'd said the word Dion so much it had lost all meaning. Um, and Prince obviously sings it quite a lot in that as well. Uh, but this, I mean, the thing I, I really enjoy about this song is that it is kind of, um, I don't know, it's it's kind of a, like a funny song. Like, it's it sounds really weird to say this, but it's almost like Prince doing comedy. Like the the way that he's singing it is kind of um, I don't know like the vocals seem very kind of like laid back and lazy, and I don't, I don't know what are your thoughts because to me it's just it's like this this kind of really weird kind of like you know kind of companion piece to Dion where he's kind of giving a little bit of the story behind that song but in this song and not really alluding to it like directly. Yeah, I don't know how much you plan to get into this, but um, you know, a- allegedly it's inspired by the singer Dion Ferris, and she actually did a radio interview after Prince passed kind of confirming that that he sent her the tape with Dion on it. And um, also PrinceVault.com makes reference to this with Prince actually kind of giving some cryptic um, commentary on this song, saying that, like, you know, Dion knows the heart that she's broken. And he referenced uh, her living in London, which I think the singer actually did live in London at that time. So allegedly it is about her. Um, But, yeah, in regards to what you said about, like, comedy You know, I was kind of thinking about this because it's like a heartbreak song. But if you think of something like The Beautiful Ones, you know, Prince, you can the anguish of that song really comes through more than with this. This is a little bit lighter and sillier. So I think I would agree with you (laughs) on that front. Not only that, but like the kind of the chorus line, which is, you know, sometimes I want to die and come back as one of your tears is so kind of like melodramatic and over the top that it, you can't take it seriously. Like obviously there is, the, you know, there's some other, um, there's some other songs where Prince has kind of talked in this way about like wanting to reincarnate in a certain way. And it, generally in those ways, it's a bit more romantic. Whereas here it's just like, 
you know, essentially you're in t- you want to die, but then all you come back is is one single tear, and it's like such a like it doesn't make any sense, but it's like so kind of like over the top, like it's meant to be maybe romantic or something, but it it's it like it just doesn't kind of make any sense, but it's just like and the fact that like the title of it is like one of your tears. You think to yourself, oh, well, what's what's this song going to be about? You know, like, is it going to be about, you know, how beautiful the tears are? And But it's not. It's just like this weird kind of reincarnation thing that doesn't make any sense. And to me, it's, it's such a ridiculous notion that there's no way Prince is, is like playing this seriously. He's like clearly kind of, you know, kind of doing this in, in a deliberately over the top manner. Um, and you know that's that's how I've always heard it. I've never heard it as like a serious kind of like heartbreak song, particularly as like the opening lines. Um, you know where he obviously says, "Did you get the tape I sent you? I thought it was better in a song." The way he sings that as well, like this is not his like normal kind of like register, and he's not like singing it in like a falsetto or anything. He's kind of almost talk singing it in kind of like a a lazy manner. And then when he when he adds better than the used condom you sent me, baby, that was wrong. Like. You, immediately you know that this can't be like that serious of a song because it's like it, it like that gesture seems so kind of like over the top and kind of I don't know it's it's just such a, it's such a weird kind of opening to the song that whenever I listen to it I'm immediately I'm not laughing but I'm just like this is it's such a kind of ridiculous notion that this is something that would take place where Prince would send someone a song and they'd send him back a used condom like in return it's like I don't know. It's it, to me. I find that to be like quite like an like an amusing opening, and I can't I can't help but then kind of hear the rest of the song as being like a little bit kind of melodramatic. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I literally wrote down over the top in my notes, and I think like you know some like people who worked with Prince have talked about like him using bits and pieces of real life in songs so it's it's very humorous how like if this exchange actually happened with the singer Dion Ferris so he sends her a tape and I don't think she sent him a used condom back I think that's just coming from you know Prince's head and and, and this and creating fantasy in this way so it's it's always funny how he'll like mix bits of reality and fantasy but yeah it's it's completely over the top to me. And I mean, I also like the way that when he sings, you know, all all the things uh, a brother had to picture. And then he says, I see him doing things witcher. And it's like, <laughs> like the way he sings it to get it to rhyme with picture is just, I don't know. I, it's it's one of those things where you're like, well, of, it's clearly Prince like playing with, you know, how you know, rhyme schemes in songs are meant to work. The fact that he's deliberately twisting the pronunciation of a song to kind of get a rhyme in there. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I just kind of, I just kind of like, you know, everything in here, it feels like Prince, he knows this like genre of kind of like overwrought ballad and he's kind of doing it here, but he's, he's giving little, you know, hints to the audience that this isn't really, you know, that serious. Um, you know, not least of the fact that he's saying, you know, Witcher, which is, I don't know. It's, it, I, I kind of, I like when Prince kind of does this because there's been a few songs up until now where he's, you know, twisted a word or two to try and get a rhyme out of it. So it's kind of fun that he's doing it here, um, you know, but also you can kind of understand, you know, the idea of someone picturing someone with another man. Like that's, that's a common theme that Prince has like visited, you know, in a number of songs up to this point anyway. So, you know, it's 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 kind of fun that he's he's almost like kind of making fun of the idea of, you know, this kind of distraught love of picturing their, you know, their ex or or someone they want to be with, you know, with other people. 
Um, you know, and it, you know, it's very descriptive as well when he says, "I see the hand in the small of your back. I see his face in between." You know, like he, like the fact that he's so kind of descriptive about you know this kind of imagined scenario. Um, again, is something that he's done in songs before, where he's, you know, he's elaborated what he's thinking about when he thinks about someone like cheating on him, and here he's almost kind of, uh, like I said, not playing it for laughs, but he's he's kind of not doing it as seriously as he has done in previous songs. Yeah, I would agree, and I think, I mean, the silliness of this song aside. You know, because, you know, Prince has a lot of like heartbreak and jealousy songs. And sometimes I have to remind myself that Prince gets jealous, too, and he gets heartbroken, too, because it's like, who would break Prince's heart? But I mean, he's human, like all of us. So it kind of reminds me of that. Um, So that's an interesting thing to think about, like, especially as you try to, like, piece together who he might be talking about. But, you know, the lyrics, I think when I think of the Truth album, this is my... This might be my least favorite track on the whole album, and I do find myself skipping this uh, when I listen to the album, which is really great overall. But I think, you know, I don't take the lyrics seriously. And then, like, I think musically, the second half of the song is much more interesting with the guitar solos and the programming. And Rhonda's bass is strong throughout, but I think it doesn't really kick into gear until the second half of the song for me. The first half is kind of a bit of like a, you know, like an introduction to the, the idea of what Prince is doing and it does kind of then build up and yeah it, it has some great like guitar work um the bass like you say it's like there's only a few tracks where Ronda's actually on the songs on this because obviously most of it is just Prince and the guitar so when when you suddenly get the bass you you kind of really hear it um and the bass line on this is very kind of like um uh I don't know I guess I would describe it as slinky like the way it kind of counterpoints what's going on with Prince's guitar, which is, you know, uh, very kind of like, um, you know, the chords are kind of very kind of broken. Like it's not like as smooth as the bass is. Like the bass is kind of holding the song together and the guitar is kind of a little bit more in and out um, until you kind of get to the solo where, you know, it is it, like on this album, there are a lot of tracks where it's just, you know, end to end. It's just Prince playing a guitar and there's no... There's no real space for like a you know a solo to go, um, but in this song it's nice that you get like a little bit of breathing space and you do get a solo, um, and you know the the second half is, uh, yeah it's you know like lyrically there's not much else going on you know there's the you know Prince talks about how he you know he could disappear again it which is kind of so over the top you know and when he's saying you know I'm not worth the air I breathe like it like these these kind of like you, you know things like in a more serious like with a more serious kind of um intent you know it would be kind of heartbreaking but in this case it just it feels so kind of like over the top and melodramatic um but yeah and we even get we like we get prince kind of when he does the solo there's a point where he kind of scats with the guitar and you know like stuff like that which is you know there's a lot of it not not a lot of it but there's, there's enough of it on this album where you know prince's vocals kind of follow the guitar line and that's something that, you know, I always I always enjoy when, you know, a guitarist um, or a vocalist, you know, that kind of doubles up on a guitar line. So, you know, it is I mean, the production on this entire album, you know, as I've said on many of the other, you know, um, episodes, it's something that I really enjoy. It's particularly the kind of the intimacy. You do feel like you're very much in the room with Prince, um, you know, which is something up until this point, you know, a lot of the songs on, say, like Emancipation are very kind of like the heavy on production. There's lots going on. There's a lot of band stuff. 
whereas with this album you really do feel like it's just Prince in front of you with the guitar and in this case you know on one side Rhonda playing the bass as well um, but like there's a certain intimacy and I think that's also maybe why some of the humour of the song works as well because it kind of feels like Prince is addressing you like directly and being like almost kind of winking and saying look this isn't I'm not I don't really mean this you know like I'm you know I'm a man in my 40s I don't get this heartbroken over someone you know rejecting one of my songs like I've sent at this point I imagine Prince has sent a lot of tapes in the post to a lot of people I don't think he's really concerned about the outcome um you know that much at this point um but yeah I mean I do I like I mean maybe I'm I think I'm probably going to end up grading this higher than you because most of this album for me is we're like a baseline four and you know anything anything that just has a little bit more in it i'm immediately given a five and i'd like that solo and i just like the bass line so there's you know there's a lot in this song that i really enjoy um and i just i you know i like when prince kind of gets melodramatic um and you know i would i would say as well that you know this whole album feels like it was an attempt by prince to maybe kind of prove something and be like you know because you know a lot of the stuff that had gone on for the years before this was you know the fight with warner brothers and all that kind of stuff um and so it feels like this album was just prince being like look if i want i can just sit down in an afternoon with the guitar and i can i can do a whole album if, if that's what you need and you know so it does feel like in each of the songs prince is like well you know the last song was a bit more like this so he's gonna you know like i don't feel any two songs on on the truth are really alike even though the production is you know pretty similar throughout and so i think the fact that prince is doing like you know an overwrought melodramatic ballad is kind of almost like prince being like see i can i can do this with just a guitar you know i don't i don't need like a a full band and you know it doesn't need to like be produced as much as like you know another lonely christmas for it to be over the top he can just do that with literally a guitar and lyrics yeah i i think that's true and i i mean i love the truth it's one of my favorite uh prince albums and i don't know when you said no two songs sound alike though i think um come back and welcome to the dawn they kind of flow like one kind of flows into the other seamlessly but yeah I mean I love the whole album like I think this is the only track that I skip but um I don't know it's great and I would be interested to hear what Dion Ferris <laughs> thinks about this particular track because in her interview she talks more about the song Dion but apparently and you know there are different views on this they had some sort of relationship that deeply affected her so I don't know maybe she listens to this song and she doesn't she doesn't find it to be humorous or funny i don't know i would love to hear about that she's supposed to be writing a book i don't know <laughs> but um yeah I, I i'm ready to do the rating when you are and you can see if you're right about yeah <laughs> about what i say well i mean for me um yeah as with uh, i think at least four or five other songs on this album this is a five out of five you know i kind of i kind of like how kind of ridiculous it is and, uh, you know, I said this before on some other tracks as well. Like, if I go to listen to one track from The Truth, I almost always end up listening to the entire album beginning to end. So, like, I don't really ever skip any songs on 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 this album, like, like regardless. Even if, even if I'm, like, two minutes into this song, I'll probably think, well, I may as well just finish listening to this before I listen to the next song. So, you know, I, I just, like, this entire album is... I guess it's because I was kind of so disappointed with Crystal Ball that when I when I started listening to the truth I was like this is what I wanted Crystal Ball to be like I wanted it to have like a definite theme and a like you know an overall plan and instead it was so kind of disparate and piecemeal and whereas you know the entire of the truth just feels like 
Prince had a very specific idea of what an album was going to be. And, you know, for the first time, probably since Symbol, you know, he kind of, he he gave us an album that had a very clear theme, you know, uh, other than I want to get out of my contract, which, you know, was the theme of a couple of albums in between here and there. Um, so, you know, for me, this is, you know, this is just like an album that I enjoy and pretty much every song is, you know, either a four or a five for me. So, yeah, I think, again, like <laughs> all the other songs in the album would be a four or five for me. I strongly thought about giving this a two, but it's not a terrible song. So I will give it a three. Which I, you know, I can understand, like, I think pretty much every, every other song Everyone else that I've had as a guest has rated them lower than me. And some have even been surprised by the fives just because, you know, I, I just enjoy this album so much. And, you know, I, I think the, the fact that it all, it, you know, it, it has like a, a, a direction is something that I always enjoy from an album. Like, you know, there were a couple of albums later on where Prince kind of did this, where you, you had an album that had an overall theme and direction. And I feel like that always made the album stronger, you know. I mean, obviously, Prince could always throw together an album from any kind of collection of tracks. Um, and on occasion, he would do that. But I always felt it was, you know, the, the albums that I really love from Prince are the ones where it feels like he sat down at the beginning and was like, you know, I need an album. And this is this is the thought that I have. And this is and he kind of made it, you know, something that as someone who, you know, studied music for a few years, I, you know, I admire the ability for someone to be able to take an idea and then kind of, you know, create that idea and, and kind of make it work creatively. Whereas that's something I feel I could never do, <laughs> you know. So it's like I would have ideas and I'd be like, by the time I finish writing down what they are, I've completely lost what the original thought was. So it's always amazing when I hear an artist who's like, OK, this is the idea and let's let's get to it. And that's where it always felt like with Prince when he, you know, when he truly kind of was was, you know, shooting on all cylinders. It'd be like, you know, he had an idea for an album. And this this is one of the, the kind of the clearer albums where that's true, where it's like, obviously, he knew what he wanted to do. And, uh, you know, that's probably one of the reasons why I love this album so much. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, obviously, should go without saying, you know, Prince kind of, he never played this live. Um, I, I mean, I think sometimes there are a couple of songs that maybe have personal stuff that Prince doesn't want to kind of end up kind of bringing to the fore again. So maybe he doesn't perform them live. I don't know if that's the case with this. I, I mean, I think maybe it's just a point that, you know, he was kind of promoting. By the time this album was actually out, he was already, you know, touring for, you know, New Power Soul and, you know, he was already kind of getting himself ready for Rave to the Joy Fantastic. So it feels like, you know, the truth kind of fell between the gaps a little bit in terms of, you know, Prince albums, which I think is a pity because I think a lot of these tracks would have really worked, you know, in a live setting. Um, so, but uh, yeah, so I feel like we said about as much as we can about One of Your Tears. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Erica? Yeah, absolutely. So I am exploring Prince's spiritual journey through a book that I'm writing. And you can follow along at a purple day in December.com. And then I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Miss, M I S S underscore E Thompson, E T H O M P S O N. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure where you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Unless, of course, you are Dion Farris, then by all means, do email me. Yes. Um, so <laughs> thanks once more for being my guest here, Erica. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. And otherwise, goodbye. Welcome. Welcome to the dark.